Hello, I'm Howard, and this is the 9320 Podcast, the show that is stuck for dinner plans tonight after calling Cristiano Ronaldo a preening, narcissistic, walking ego with bingo teeth on a group chat. Uh, KFC, anyone? Uh, we're looking back at one of the worst City performances in living memory. Not that there are that many, of course. And looking at the wider state of play with the squad in a bumper edition of this podcast, as the World Cup no one wants finally arrives. Are we short in the squad? How much concern should we have for the rest of the season? We will try and work all of that out if we can. To do so, I'd like to be joined by the man who drew the short straw on reviewing that performance. It's the main man himself, Asan. <laughs> Good afternoon, Asan. How are you doing? Afternoon. I'm not sure that I can say I drew the short straw when I demanded to be on the review and True. for it to be moved to Tuesday. So, But yeah, I don't we, know where to start. Ultimately, this is what we like doing, is it not? <laughs> it is. It is. Never feel more alive after a bad performance. So it's just like the old days. So, did you uh, enjoy your weekend in Manchester? Anyway, I mean, outside of the football, it was amazing. Mm. Really, it was, uh, it was. I'm knackered. I'm back, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back home now, and I'm exhausted. I need to sleep for two days. You only here Thursday to Sunday, was it, or Monday, so? Monday, I left on. I, le- I flew back yesterday, but it was a really long day because I had, a, hmm. had to wait in Barcelona for like four hours. And oh, yeah, it was just a long day. Ah oh, well, you've avoided the bad weather here, so you timed it perfectly. And Excellent. yeah, it was good to see. It was good to see people that have do podcasts with a hundred times and never even met. So yeah, it was a good day despite the football, just like it used to be, basically. Definitely, definitely, and it was cool to meet. Like I met. I met quite a few listeners, like randomly, and everybody was super lovely. And mm. uh, yeah, you, we're reminded of the fact that people do actually listen to to our nonsense. <laughs> that we're not just talking into a vacuum, which is uh, um, it's definitely heartening. Yeah, it is. Right, there's no point in it off then. Uh, probably a podcast of two halves, in a way, in that we look at the game and we spend as little or as much as we want on it who i'll be honest i don't know where this podcast leads but there's a lot to discuss and we will get through a lot of stuff and hopefully come out the other side feeling better for it uh podcast two i was looking at the game and looking at whether that game tells us much about the wider picture the squad and so on what we need after the world cup you know if we're short and and just our general thoughts on where we're at basically the team and perhaps maybe one bad result can change that, or maybe that one result has opened our eyes. We will see where it goes. So, the game, we're right all along, eh, Sam? Half 12 kickoffs, rubbish, hate them. Rubbish. City half asleep, uh, not for the first time. But let's be honest, when you start, when we start with the team itself, it looked okay, didn't it? It looked more than enough to to win a game against a team who I don't think have won away this season are in, in different form and had their own players out injured. It wasn't the team that on paper gave me much concern for the game ahead. Well, look, I think that, you know, I think the reality is that against what you would class as like the bottom 12 of the Premier League, it shouldn't really matter what team mm. City put out. I mean, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean that like player for player from a quality point of view, you you should be beating those sides. Yeah, I agree. 
and the game itself, well, I'm not going to break it down into little sections. For I mean, it started terribly, it ended terribly, and it wasn't much better in between. <laughs> I mean, it did start so badly that you thought, they need to wake up. And it ended even worse in that, ultimately, they could have had three goals in injury time itself, even if there I think that a lot of injury time. Yeah, I felt as though their winning goal, like if you want to start at the end, it felt pretty apparent to me that, they were going to score another goal. I think that they'd they'd missed a couple of chances before they scored the goal. It was pretty obvious that we were toiling without really making much progress. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the end, the fact that that game finished a defeat rather than a draw didn't shock me. Mm. I'd, Honestly, after 80 minutes, and this is at home to a team, yeah, that are doing okay this season, second season in the Premier League, but haven't won away all season. We're one of the best teams, if not the best team in Europe. After 80 minutes, I'm like, take the draw. Yeah. Which is an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. I I think the only other time I felt that was Spurs at home. Yeah, you know, when you yeah. can see quite obviously, we should take the draw here and walk away with that point and just be thankful for that because it just ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't any surprise to me either that we then went and lost it. And I guess the first impossible question I've started with in the notes is, where do you start with this shambles? You can't even pick out individual players because outfield players, at least, across the board, was just terrible across <laughs> the board. There's nothing else to say, really. I don't. Mm. I, I wondered if they're... Their minds would be distracted by the World Cup. I wondered about the short break after the Chelsea match, though, of course, we had a loaded bench, so a lot of the players didn't play much during the week. I had some concerns about the timing of it and that the final game could be a distraction. Brentford have a lot more players not going to the World Cup, of course. Not in my wildest dreams or nightmares, could I have envisaged a performance this terrible? Well, look, I think the thing is that, um, so where do you start? That, that's what you've written. Where do you start with that shambles? Well, you start with the fact that they were leaving for the World Cup the next day. So for me, the the question, which I hadn't really spent a lot of time thinking about because I just didn't believe that it would be a consideration for our players because I feel as though in the main, uh, they are incredibly professional and incredibly committed footballers who have shown time and time again that, you know, they've got the right mentality. So I hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about it, but it was apparent to me about 15 minutes into that game that we had an issue. And the issue for me, um, and, I, you know, I'm not trying to I'm trying to slate anybody, but the issue for me was just players were just like ducking out of challenges. Just that's the only way I can describe it. I watched KDB, Gundo and Foden in the first 15 minutes, just get out of the way. Like literally, like there's a ball to be won and just go, nah, I'm not, you know, I'm not making that challenge. Um, Headers. um, I don't think we even, I think eventually we didn't even bother contesting them. (laughs) No, but I think that's a different thing. I think that- Yeah, we were trying to get the the second ball and it wasn't working, I don't know. Yeah, like I I think that the thing- <laughs> Ivan Tony was obviously a man possessed. Right? There's so many factors, right? I think it's one of those where it's like everything culminates in what ends up being that performance and that result. And I think the first thing is absolutely the World Cup and the fact that players were 
I felt just playing within themselves, right? Um, I felt as though very early on, uh, Ivan Tony basically went and, you know, he let all the defenders know. To me, it looked like he took turns on on Stones, Akanji, and Laporte to sort of go, I'm going to let you lads know that I'm here, right? And they'd just launch the ball up to him and he'd, he'd bully them. And I think that... I saw saw Pep going wild at a certain point at Akanji and Laporte, and you could see exactly what he was saying. He was saying, your body position is wrong. But I can understand them going, the body position doesn't matter. He's bullying us. Um, so so I think that that was, that was an issue. I think that on the one hand, you've got the the lack of physicality or lack of a certain type of physical commitment. But then on the other hand, you had the pure lack of quality, which again, there isn't really an explanation for why De Bruyne can't pass it five yards or Gundo mm. can't pass it five yards. Or Do you know what I mean? Like th- there's, I can't really explain that other than I've never been a professional footballer and I've certainly never been a professional footballer who's got to play a Premier League game knowing that if I get injured, I can't go to the World Cup, which is literally tomorrow. So I mean, if some of the players are shot... Yeah, which I always say, if, if Kevin De Bruyne's off form, he's generally knackered. The World Cup will tell us a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, I know. It's I don't old. think they're knackered. <sighs> Respectfully, I'm not. I'm not going to give them a pass on that because you know it's been tombola rotation for mm. for ages. So. Well, he hasn't played for a week, had he? So yeah, exactly. It's not like it's not like we've got eleven players and those eleven players have played every single game. It just wasn't like that. Yeah, well, you say about physicality, and I spoke to Brentford fan uh, Greville on Friday. He said, against the big teams, Brentford will go long. So Pep must have known this. Uh, did he get the line at long? It seemed strange not to put Diaz in, uh, to have him so down the pecking order for a game like this where Brentford's taxes were probably be very easy to, to predict before the match. I just don't think it's... Uh... I, I, if we're gonna if we're gonna look at the different areas of of issues, I don't think the issue at the back was an issue of our personnel. I think we just we landed on a day where there was a big number nine who had a point to make to somebody watching, and therefore he played it like it was a kind of cup final. And then, so you, it's almost like sliding scales that on the one hand our performance because of the world cup and because all of those players are going it goes down by 10% whereas ivan tony he's playing at 10% above his level because he's angry at the fact he's not going to the world cup and so i i don't think that i don't think diaz makes that much of a difference that certainly not not in my eyes i've seen i've seen a lot of criticism specifically of akanji and frankly i think they all got bullied I don't mm. think it was just that Akanji got bullied. I think they all got bullied by uh, by Tony. Not, uh, I don't, honestly, I'm just uh, even like you know the dust settles three days later. You kind of get a handle on bad performances. I'm none the wiser, to be honest. I think one thing that sums it up in a way it was like injury time. It's one all, and it it comes to Tony, does it not? You know, like about eight yards out to the right, and Laporte does his hands behind his back defending that many defenders do. So, to, you know, to try and block a shot. So Tony just waltz around him. <laughs> just yeah. as easy as you like. The, the fullbacks were doing it. City did cope with 
the wingbacks all afternoon. They just had twice the energy, it seemed, all the way through a lot of the match for me. Uh, but there yeah, was a lot so of space. Tony just, won- just wandered past him, and of course Edison came out and saved it. That was our warning, and then they went and scored soon after anyway. And yeah. it just summed up the afternoon so much. That, I mean, even the lead up to the second goal, just beating a City player to a loose ball. So many times they'd just put a little turbo charge on and get past our defenders or midfielders. There was just nothing there, was there? And I don't know, ultimately, if it was a World Cup or there was something else going on with this team. No. Nah, no, it, it was shocking from beginning to end. And yeah, I, the most dis- disappointing thing, I thought, when we equalised bang on half-time, I thought, right, there we go now. That'll that'll wake them up. That'll be the thing that get them going in the second half. But, of course, Brentford killed any rhythm anyway in the game, and it just never happened. Perhaps the injury to Le- the port killed rhythm anyway, but it never came, and it was pretty clear early in the second half. No, this this just ain't happening today. Uh, mm. We're going to have to be lucky here to get a win, and perhaps a draw will be <laughs> acceptable considering all that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Gundo has that opportunity um, in the second half, which he really, really, really mm. has to score. You know, I, I there's. If you line if you line the squad up and you go, all right, that chance outside of Haaland and, and Alvarez, who are you banking on burying that chance? Well, you know, Gundo's up there with with Foden and with I don't know, like KDB. Like it just I just felt as though, you know, that was the sort of chance that in a game like that you have to take. Because I think if you take that chance, I think it does suck a little bit the life out of what Brentford are doing. I think one of the, and this is not an, it, it's it's something that is a, it's a fact of being City. Um, and that is that for opposition teams, and I've, I've said this for years now, but opposition teams, the more frustrated that City get, the further, the deeper into the second half that you get, the more it almost feels as though even at 1-1, for City, it feels as though we're 1-0 down, right? Mm. And we begin to play like that. And as soon as we play like that, if going back the other way, there's spaces and the opposition can get into those spaces a couple of times, they get confident because what they begin to feel is, well, City don't have a way through here. And on the other side, whenever we break, we feel like we can create a chance so all we have to do is remain compact remain in our positions and make sure that we hit spaces when we do get the ball and and they did that really really well and uh and we just we didn't we didn't really have an answer for it but then you know i don't know i don't know whether i should be looking at the players and going well you've got to solve that on the pitch or whether i should be looking at guardiola